Good morning. Welcome to Gospel Pursuits broadcast. We are on a bright sunny, as you can tell. I need to get some proper lighting in this place so you can't tell the weather in Southport. <laughs> but it's nice and sunny. You can tell behind me that we have got uh, bright sunshine. You can't see the, the trees because it's uh, blowing out my camera lens. But that's okay. It's all good. That is what happens when we uh, do live TV in the UK. The weather changes. And um, it's great uh, to see you guys all. Um, welcome, Martin White, watching from Kenya. Nice to see you. Uh, welcome to World Glorious Network TV. Um, it's always great to see people uh, telling me where they're from and sharing the broadcast in different areas and places. Welcome, obviously, to Gospel Pursuits in the UK on my Facebook page, uh, YouTube, and places, uh, other places that uh, we possibly broadcast and get on to Spotify, iTunes, all these different things. If you search on uh, iTunes for Gospel Pursuits and Spotify, Google Podcasts, all those kind of uh, great place. Uh, welcome, David Brewer. Uh, a regular faithful on this show and we love him dearly um and i can't wait to see him again on sunday um i'm i'm taking it you're coming this week I, I, <laughs> he was unsure last week um hallelujah well it's gonna be a great um broadcast uh we're we're looking to um just talk about some simple, basic Christianity principles. I, I try not to overcomplicate things. Sometimes I feel like I go too deep when I preach, so I've got to be careful on that. I do not ever want to presume that anyone watching knows what I'm talking about. Uh, that's not to dumb down the message. That's just to make sure the message is clear. Jesus very clearly spoke, didn't he? He talked about, um, well, what did he talk about? He talked about farmers and planting trees and servants and kings and, and things things that were relevant to the situation and circumstances that was, was happening all around him. He was a, a master communicator. And uh, when you have a master communicator plus the anointing of God, which of course Jesus was anointed, he said he was anointed. Uh, Luke chapter 4, he talks about the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. And one of the major things is, is to preach the gospel, preach the gospel to the poor, preach the gospel to the sick, preach the gospel to things. You see, there's an interesting twist to all that. If you read through the gospels, Jesus laid hands on the sick and saw them recovered. But he doesn't talk about doing something for the poor other than preaching the gospel to the poor. Now, they did give finances. Um, they had a treasurer and the treasurer would often go out and um, hand out finances to the poor and help the poor. I'm convinced that Jesus' ministry had a ministry directly to the poor. But his primary goal in preaching to the, in to, uh, dealing with the poor was to preach the good news. Well, what is the good news? What's the good news to somebody who doesn't have any finances or doesn't have any uh, hope or doesn't have any thing? Well, the good news is the covenant of God has, has uh, created a way for you and I to become successful. And stemming from that or the result of because you are in a place of success is because you have started here. You've started where we're talking about today, confidently trusting in the Lord. A poor person often will trust in uh, things that he sees or um, maybe governments uh, to help him and things like that. Well, in the kingdom of God, we've got to shift our confidence away from outside circumstances, outside. The poor person will often, uh, if you think about the, the lame beggar who was outside of uh, the gate beautiful in when Peter and John were walking past. He wanted finances from them. He wanted something for them to have 
And Peter said, look on us. And he wanted, he was expecting something. He was trusting in outside sources. You see, for us, for you and I as believers to go from whatever level you're at right now financially, whether it be extreme wealth or extreme poverty, either two ends of the extremes where God always has got another level for us. If you're in the middle ground where most of us probably sit, in, especially in Western culture, where we sit in this kind of safe uh, financial kind of place where we've got if we struggle the government will give us extra money or if we start to produce more we 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 have a comfortable lifestyle if we're wise with our money now we've got a shift to get to the next level where wherever you are wherever whatever level you're at in your financial uh, situation God wants you to go up higher why because he told Abraham very clearly I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing there is no way you can be a blessing to people around you without being able to, to, to financially provide whatever you need to give to that person. Even laying hands on the sick costs finances. Of course it does. You've got to have the clothes that you're wearing. You maybe have to go drive to where you're going to lay hands on them. There's always going to be a place and a realm that we need to have abundant growth in our financial situation. We cannot live a lifestyle of, of godliness. See, godliness profits all. Walking in godliness will profit your life. And God's blessing and God's lifestyle and God's ability for you to succeed and God's um, place for you is to con continually be growing. Bishop Adiepo talks about growing month on month on month. And you just sit there and you think, is my finances growing every month or am I stuck into a monthly paycheck, living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck to paycheck? Or am I growing? And, and we have to be honest with ourselves and look at, well, where am I? Where does God want me to go? What is the vision and dream that God's put on the inside of us? Where is the assignment that God has? I know um, my friend David Brewer wants to go to Africa again. It's going to take finances for him to go. So people need to support him. But he cannot rely on people. His source and his reliance is on a heavenly father who provides all. And the scripture verse where I, I'm going to is in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 35. It says, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. We, we get to places in our lives where we start to begin to see the circumstances above what God's done or said in our lives. We get to lean on feelings and feel like we're not anointed. That's quite, that's something that, you know, every minister has to deal with. I don't feel anointed, so how am I going to go out and preach the gospel, preach the good news, encourage people to step out in faith if I don't feel that I can do it? Well, you see, our confident trust in the Lord is far superior to any feelings or any circumstances that we're dealing with. See, when you just jump down a couple of verses um, into the King James of Hebrews 11 verse 1, it says, Faith is the substance of things hoped for. 
So most of us live in the realm of hope. Most of us live in the, the idea that God wants to do something better for us. We, we, we're going to hope to get to do what we want. You know, there's a vacation coming up. We hope to be able to go on it. We hope to have the money to pay for it. We hope, But you see, our faith and our confident trust in God will put substance to that hope substance to that hope it will build the framework our faith in God will allow us to continually build you see we're kingdom builders in the first place that's the whole point Jesus Christ was a kingdom builder and we're building on that chief cornerstone we're building on the foundation of the rock we're building on the foundation of the word of God we're building structures we're building people we're building churches we're building all sorts of different things in the kingdom of God and we're advancing forward but the reason these things succeed and the the reason these things keep growing is us having a confident trust in a God who will always provide for us. Confident trust in a God who said not only that he's going to meet my needs according to his riches and glory, but he also said that you can have the faith that he provides and that faith will move mountains and actually give you the desires of your heart. See, confident trust opens up a door in, in the realm of the Spirit and into your life where you could step through it and become up into a place where you do not rely on other things. You do not rely on your, your wife or your husband or your children. You don't rely on your employer or your government. You rely and trust completely on Him. It, it, the, the verse continues and says this, Remember the great reward it brings you. Your confident trust in God will bring you a great reward. And that great reward is just simply the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow to it. You don't toil for the blessing of God. The blessing of God rests on you if you hearken diligently and hear the voice of the Lord and obey and do it. See, your confident trust, you see, confident trust in God, what God's told you to do is, is, is just simply doing what God told you to do. I was listening to a story about a minister who worked for... Um, well, he, he became a pilot for this this world world uh, evangelist, and it was his dream to own a particular watch. And this minister, the evangelist, gave him this watch. Two weeks later, he asked for the watch back to sell it because it was a very nice watch to pay for something in the ministry. And that minute, the 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 pilot who became a, a minister. Took the, had to wrestle with the idea that he had to give it back and God told him, don't mess the relationship. That was more important. But what, what was really interesting is, is that he, he gave this watch back and, and, and lent and confidently trusted in God because obviously he made the decision, I'm going to trust you, God, no matter what you say. Years later, God gave him a car. And in that car, and it was an expensive car, was it probably a Bentley or something like that. In that car, the dashboard had a clock in it. Not a digital dashboard like most of us have, but a clock in it that was the exact replica and the bigger size of, and it looked exactly like that watch. See, he sewed that watch back in obedience to the man of God, to the spirit of God, and he reaped a car and God placed that watch in the car to remind him of his obedience. Great reward comes when you confidently trust in him. Great reward comes. You see, it's the principle of sowing and reaping, isn't it? We sow seed. We plant the word of God in our heart. We also plant our finances in the kingdom. And we expect it to grow and multiply. God's reward system is the best system going on the face of this earth. 
Because even if you don't see it in the natural on this earth, when you hit heaven, I'm telling you, what you've sown on this earth and in sown into the kingdom, what you've given out as a sacrifice as you poured into, you're going to see explosive things come. But the reality is godliness will profit all, and it will profit on this earth, it says in Timothy. Godliness is a way of, of hooking up with God's principles, God's plans, and God's ability to serve you and work with you. Your confident trust in Him is, is, is a, an outflow of the godly attitude that dwells on the inside of you. Verse 36 says this, Patient endurance is what you need now, so that you will continue to do God's will. And I love this next bit then you will receive all that he has promises. All the promises of God are yes and amen. You find a promise in here, it's, it's for you. It's a yes. It's a yes. Hallelujah. God's promises are so grand and so wonderful. I mean, you just look at the fact that the Bible says that he sent his word to heal you. Now, you can step beyond that and say that healing is a fact because it says by his stripes you were healed Jesus has already done it but it also says I love what it says in Peter verse 3 in chapter 1 says by his divine power God has given us everything we need for a godly life godliness prophets Godliness looks after you right now your confident trust is just an extension of your godly attitude We've received all of this by coming to know him, the one who has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. And because of his glory and excellence, this is Second Peter chapter 1, he has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share his divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence. Your confident trust in Him opens up the door for all the blessings of God to flow freely because you operate in a place of godliness when you trust in God. Trusting in God is simply obeying His word. When you trust somebody, you listen to what they say and you do it. When you do what God says, he will bless you. It's not a complicated rocket science version of the gospel. You see, when Jesus said he was going to preach the gospel to the poor, he meant this. He meant, look, here's the good news. I'm here. I'm anointed to break the chains. I'm anointed to break all forms of poverty over your life. I'm here to give you a way. And you see wisdom cries on the corner of the street saying, Hey, hey, come, follow me. I'll provide you with wealth and riches. You see, Proverbs opens up that door to wisdom. Jesus Christ has been made with the wisdom of God. He lives on the inside of us. He's hidden on the inside of us. The wisdom of God is inputted. In, it's like it's been downloaded into you as you become a born-again, spirit-filled believer. And then you, you are baptized in the Holy Ghost and you, you've got revelations just starting to bubble up. Because the Spirit of God dwells in you, it's the same Spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. It's the same power, resurrection power. It's life-giving power. The Spirit gives you power and life to, to walk away from sin. When you walk away from sin you're operating in a godly attitude and that's going to prosper you 
I've been reading this this morning. If through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all are led by the Spirit of God, are children of God. That's Romans chapter 8. In fact, together with Christ, we're heirs of God. For his Spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. If you have the Spirit of God living in you, you are controlled by the Spirit. The Spirit gives you life. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. He will give life to your mortal bodies. You see, when you're operating by the Spirit of God, yesterday we were talking about stirring it up. Stirring up the gifts inside of you. Stirring up the Spirit of God inside of you. Stirring up revival fire on the inside of you. God's power lives on the inside of you. You stir it up by worshipping Him. Praising Him. Trust in God not rock and science. Well, clear and sound. See the simplicity of the gospel. Thank you, Mark. Is remembering the simplicity of the gospel. It's, you know, it's not. It's not rocket science. <laughs> it's not mankind's wisdom. It can be confusing to somebody who builds their life on man's principles. The simplicity of Jesus Christ and the salvation that He has provided. Our trust in Him is so simple that it is simply resting in His presence. Hebrews talks about the rest that is in God. It's our belief system in God. Our trust in Him. Step by step, the, the steps of the, of the righteous man are ordered of the Lord. That's trust. Peter, when he got out of the boat, trusted Jesus when he said, come. It was only when he took his eyes off of Jesus, he sank. That, that's a simple story. And we, we freak out by it because Peter actually walked. And we, we, we beat Peter up and we say, Peter, you, you idiot. You shouldn't have taken your eyes off of Jesus. But any of us trying to walk on water, is, even if Jesus is there or not, would have struggled. Because we have got to understand the simplicity of the gospel basically means take your eyes of what's going on around you and look to Jesus, the author of your faith. And I love what it says in, in the New Living Translation in Hebrews 12, is that he is the champion of our faith. He champions you and I. He's alongside of you. He's saying, trust me, continue in, in the word. I have overcome the world. Be of good cheer. Don't worry about what the world's doing. Don't worry about the, sim the, the, the crazy stuff that's going on in this world. Don't worry about what the government system is trying to achieve. Don't worry about what medical science is, is telling you. Don't worry about what the doctor's report is. Whose report are you going to believe? I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. The report of the Lord says that by his stripes I was healed. The report of the Lord says that I have got the victory that overcomes the world. The report of the Lord says that I am victorious in him. That he always causes me to triumph. That in Christ Jesus, that I am a person who is able to achieve success because of my confident trust in him. Every step I take is a step of faith. Every step I take is a step where I trust him. Every step I take. And sometimes I just got to take a step. Someone was saying that it's never a leap of faith. Faith is not a leap. It's not a blind leap into the abyss like the world would try and... Have a blind leap of faith. No, faith is step by step trusting Him, confidently trusting Him. Confidence, boldness. What was the Apostles' prayer? Let that we preach the gospel with boldness. And then the 
I think God shook that building in, in the book of Acts because he wanted to say, you know what, this is how bold you can be. This, who's backing you? I'm just going to just create a bit of an earthquake here. This is, this is the guy that's backing you. Our God backs you. My God backs you. When you have the word in your mouth and the word and the spirit in your heart and it's just bubbling up and bubbling up with rivers of living water, rivers of living water, God's not stopping you from doing anything. God's on your side. He's never going to leave you nor forsake you. Are you going to make mistakes? Maybe. Do you have to make mistakes? Certainly not. Because if you're led by the Spirit of God, those the Spirit of God will never lead you into a place of mistake. The Spirit of God will never lead you into a place of defeat. The Spirit of God will never lead you backwards. He will only lead you on from glory to glory. The path of the righteous grows brighter as the day the sun rises as he presses towards the horizon. The light of the glorious gospel lives on the inside of you. You carry it with you. You can see. You are not blinded. The darkness cannot creep in. You allow his spirit to just rise up. You and I are victorious ones. We're the burning ones. We burn with fire. The blaze of the Holy Spirit rests on our shoulder. We are able to do what God says we can do. We are able to do the impossibilities of God because he lives on the inside of us. He is challenging us. He is challenging the church to remain in him, to remain on fire, to remain confident in him. Confidence in him is where we're going to see great things take place. God is a God of complete victory. He didn't half defeat the enemy. He completely defeated him. So you and I are walking on the back of that victory. You and I are walking in success and life because of his, what he did with Jesus Christ on the cross. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finish of our faith. Just go there, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. We're surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith. Let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Isn't that confident trust? We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he is seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Think of the hostility you endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. After all, you have not given your lives in your struggle against sin. Hallelujah. Jesus gave his life so that you do not have to give your life. You just throw away sin. Sin's under your feet. You have the, the, the power of the Spirit of God controlling you and helping you and leading you and guiding you. He comes alongside you in your weakness as you pray. As you pray and intercede, He comes alongside you and leads you and guides you. So whatever direction you take, whatever place He leads you to go into, it's a success. It may be hard. It may be difficult. You may have to step over a few dead bodies because people in the, in the, in your, in the pathway have been taken out by the enemy. But you might just have to keep going. 
and endure and endure. Maybe even pick a few of those bodies up and raise them back to death, uh, to life. Because Christianity is full of people who are wounded. People, there are, Christianity is full of people who have, who have died and, and given up the fight. But no, you see, it's our job to burn a blaze of fire that stirs other people up. But see, this is what the blessing does. The blessing overflows. The blessing pulls people up. The blessing lifts people up with you. You don't need to be the one who needs to be lifted up. You need to be the one who's carrying other people. You need to be the one that's got, got the anointed power of the living God on the inside of you that lifts up. If you know something more than somebody else, share it. Bless other people. Give into their lives. If you see someone struggling financially and you can do something about it, we're supposed to do good, especially to the household of faith. You see, sowing finances into someone's life, sometimes it will be a confident trust in him because you don't know where, where you're going to find that money. But there can also be a place that you are so blessed in God that, that does, it doesn't matter to give. But sometimes we need to start with a sacrifice. Sometimes we need to sow sacrificially, not knowing where the money is coming in from. You need to make that clear on the inside of you that you will do what the Spirit of God says in the, the realm of giving of your finances. I don't know, I, I'm on this subject for the last few weeks of financial freedom. Maybe it's because I'm focusing on it, but I'm ministering on it. You see, your financial freedom is going to have to, it has got to connect with the kingdom of God's principles. And the kingdom of God's principles for finances is tithing, offerings, giving. You've got to do it. You can't expect God to just pour out finances to you if you're not willing to contribute back and, and to flow with him. It's a flow. It's a relationship. It's a covenant relationship. All that I have is his so that all that he has is mine. My little is far outweighed by his much. So what I contribute, what I get told to do, what, how I flow, God can see that there is a trusting relationship. And as my finances flow, his finances flow. And it's just a relationship with him. And in that process, we are helping build the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God will be built. It has the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus anointed to preach the good news, anointed to heal the sick, anointed to set the captives free, anointed to bring deliverance to the, to the, the bound up and the oppressed. It's a kingdom system. Yes. The system of God works. That's why I can confidently put my trust in him. And I can confidently declare that sowing into this ministry, Gospel Pursuits, by just going to the website, gospelpursuits.eu, you can sow into this ministry and get involved in God's system of finances. You're, you're becoming a partner with what God has got. And as you partner with the God's kingdom, and it, it, you know, I'm, you know, fine. If you don't feel led to do it, don't do it. Go give somewhere else. Go give to another ministry for all I care. It doesn't bother me. But my point is, is that when you involve yourself in the financial workings of ministries and the kingdom and building God's kingdom, it's great. It's something that builds you up. It keeps your confident trust in him strong. Given it shall be given. And what happens? Men give back into your bosom running over and over and over. It's your confident trust. Confident trust in him. Give. Be led of your giving. It says as you purpose in your heart give. 
Be confident that God will provide. However you do it. Wherever you do it. But I'm telling you, you sow into this ministry, it's going to go into feeding the poor, it's going to go into to, to growing the kingdom of God. So as you prepare your offering today, go to gospelpursuits.uk, that's the best way to do it, uh, forward slash give or click on the give button and you can give into, into this ministry. And I'm trusting that God leads you in that. If you have never made Jesus Christ your Lord and Saviour, and you're wondering why am I throwing my arms around and getting so passionate about some these things? Well, it's because I have a relationship with God Almighty. He, he is the creator of heaven and earth. Through Jesus Christ, I have a great relationship with my Father. I call him Abba Father, as it says in the Bible. Father, Daddy. If you've never had a good dad, he's a great dad to know. If you've had a great dad, that great dad was an example to you of who God really is. And God can multiply himself far greater than any human natural father. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you want a relationship with your heavenly father. And you want to know where you're going. If, if you were taken out today or tomorrow by some random act of violence, some sickness or disease or a car, tro a car hitting you or whatever, an accident. And you don't know where you're going. I'm telling you this. The Bible says this. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. All you have to simply do is say, Jesus, I call on you. Make, I make you Lord of my life. Again, you can go to gospelpursuits.uk and click on the word Jesus. There's a prayer to pray on there. You can contact me. I'll help you with the next steps that you need to do. Be filled with his spirit. Be filled with what God's got. Get, get a Bible. Read your Bible. And pray every day. There's an old song that says, I read my Bible and I pray every day and I grow, grow, grow. That's exactly how you do it. So as you become, you know, into that covenant relationship, into that relationship with God because of salvation, you can start to access a, and, and start to understand God's principles and God's kingdom principles and start to see your life turn around because you confidently put your trust in him. It's not all about money. It's not all about personal gain. It becomes about kingdom gain and kingdom advancement. We just give our lives wholly to what God has got in store for him. Hallelujah. Well, my time is finished for today. Have a great day today. As I say, I'm going to enjoy the sunshine. It's a little ch chilly in Southport. But uh, we're, I'm going to go for a walk, I think, and enjoy the sun's, the sun's uh, sun, sunshine. Um, have a great day. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. It's Friday. What does that mean on on uh, on uh, gospel pursuits it means feel good friday we talk about healing uh, we talk about god's system of healing we talk about anything that will lead us to a place where we're feeling good in him because god's victory is so precious god's victory is so correct in your life you'll f you, the thing about god and, and what he's designed you as a human being to be is just if you line up with him you start to operate how you are meant to operate. You're reading the manual. 
your car operates and functions correctly when it's the certain things are done for it, the right fuel. So you get into the kingdom, get into God's kingdom systems, you will start to operate correctly and your, your steps will be ordered. So have a great, excuse me, have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow morning. Thank you very much for watching. Bye-bye.